We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking game week 15 in the Premier League. I'm Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We both work at Rotowire. And first, before we get into the information, are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and of actual utility? Try So Rare, the largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards of soccer players from over 180 clubs on So Rare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com. Chris, we got the late night show again. These game weeks just keep going back to back to back. And, you know, you're doing you're doing the show from what it looks like your bedroom, maybe the guest room. Uh. <laughs> Any port in a storm, Adam, as they say. Uh, last week, or was it, when's the last time I recorded? Probably Monday night. I said the hardest working fantasy soccer pod- podcast in the industry. You know, we're doing the hard yards here. We're trying to earn it. We're back. Second podcast in a week. Um, we just watched a couple of a few good games over the week. And, uh, yeah, I'm back. And, uh, yes, um, I've kind of varied up where I've been podcasting from. We had a couple of connectivity issues over the last two podcasts. So I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that we're getting this uh, this audio and video out to our, our listeners and viewers. And so I'm thinking that uh, here in the bedroom, this might be the best bet as I'm just in- – incredibly close to the router so we're, we're looking to get the best performance possible and then uh, we are on the kits and wagers sometimes it's birds and wagers sometimes it's scarves and wagers uh this week it's training tops and wagers um I, I pulled this one out of the archives here as you can see my my other side last name owen on this one this is my uh my high school training top here it's a solid uh senior year actually so it's solid like uh what is that? Ten plus years old, so um, definitely a classic. You know, have, have sweated it out in this thing. Have lost a couple games, unfortunately, a lot of games in it, and um, won a couple too, though. So, um, but yeah, had to pull this one out of the archives. I know uh, a couple weeks ago you you had brought yours out, and you know, it kind of inspired me to make sure that uh, you know I, I, I live a, a little bit in the past too. So that's what I'm rocking this week, and happy to be discussing soccer with you again here on this beautiful Thursday night. Yeah, I almost busted out my uh, my home kit. I wore the away kit a couple weeks ago. I, I considered the home kit, but uh, decided against it. So yeah, I'm not. I, we uh, so first off, like we decided to name this podcast "Kits and Wagers," but we didn't think about when it actually got cold out. 
So like if I'm if I want to wear a you know a kit through these podcasts, it's I'm I'm just gonna be cold. So so I, for today, for tonight, I busted out. It's an old or not old, but obviously, unfortunately, I just realized as we're doing this, you can't even see what it is. It's it's <laughs> it's a sporting Kansas City, just like a sweater from from Adidas. Um, but look, if you're watching on YouTube, it looks like a black sweater. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that. That's that's uh, this this that, podcast kind of being run by the seat of our pants kind of thing. We just had matches today, and we're, you know we're just kind of doing all this stuff back to back to back here, and it's just a quick turnaround. But you know we're here, we're talking, and Chris. So the good news is that so last podcast you were three, you hit three of your last four, and you did not hit the uh recent one but it was actually taking um to actually get the exact results on this so you mentioned norwich to win which is plus 275 but then you also said the plus 175 for draw no bet which one of those was your best bet yeah great question i look back at uh our notes from that particular show my best bet was the draw no bet Plus one okay. one seventy five, and, and you know if the viewers need to see it, you know go, we'll go back in the Google Drive and we'll provide that. I've got receipts. I did mention the what was it plus two forty or so for uh, the Norwich win, so that that one obviously didn't hit. But the draw no bet, I didn't win, but more importantly, I didn't lose. Um, so that being said, the solid, and then the third one that I did say was the most solid to score and to win at plus odds. I believe it was like one Oh five or one ten. Um, so yeah, it'll make kind of a mixed bag, but that seems to be the, uh, the case typically. Yeah. I have no reason to talk about mine and <laughs> just, in, just in terms of yours, uh, I don't know if you're watching, but so that was a pretty, I mean, it wasn't a good match, I'll say. So Newcastle got a, a red card in like the 10th minute, last man back tackle, uh, Kieran Clark, I believe. So they're down 10 men the entire way. But from what I saw, it looked like it was 11 v 11. Like Norwich had no real advantage, even though they were up a man. Uh, Newcastle got, uh, I think it was Callum Wilson, PK, and then they got, I don't know what minute, but it was late in the match, Timo Timu Puki got uh got the equalizer late so so you were kind of lucky to not lose that despite <laughs> me, despite being up a man for 80 minutes of the match but hey you didn't lose it so uh that's yeah. a, that's a definite positive and it was it was a tough midweek but it's game week I mean, 15 now and we're moving on from it so Going into that match, we both of us knew, and probably all of our listeners knew, that match was going to be absolutely disgusting. You know, we got Newcastle and Norwich, like not something that you're tuning into in prime time. So, but we just like the odds, and that's what we went with. And uh, like I said, didn't win, but I didn't lose. That's somewhat what we're going for. Somewhat, <laughs> we're halfway there, right there. Um, but yeah, so we're doing this Thursday night, and. We're not going to get a ton of injury information, so it's kind of whatever. We're just looking at the odds. We're going to go with with what we feel. We can't really guess who's going to be healthy, who's going to be starting. It's another short week, so there could be some more rotation. We saw we saw some rotation. There wasn't a ton. Like Leeds started Tyler Roberts up front. Uh, Manchester United they started. 
Cristiano Ronaldo up front. Like he never starts. So that, you know, they're just changing stuff up. Um, but, but, but in reality, there wasn't a ton of changes and that we're just going to guess that there's just not, we can't guess what, what teams are going to change your starting 11s. So let's just get that out of the way. But the first match we want to talk about West Ham home against Chelsea. So uh, let me pull the odds up here. If anyone is watching on YouTube. So just looking, running through it here, West Ham are home. They are plus 380, while Chelsea are minus 125 to win. And the over over two and a half goals is plus 108, under two and a half, minus 130. I guess I just got done talking about we're not going to, you know, discuss who's starting and whatnot, but it, it almost seems like Lukaku could be ready. He hasn't played a ton since returning from an ankle injury, but Chelsea have a, I wouldn't say maybe not a lot, but they have a few injuries. Reese James missed out last match. Uh, Jorginho didn't start. Conte's been out. They started Saul again, and he was not good. And overall, Chelsea were lucky to get three points at at Watford last match. So injuries definitely will come into play in this one. Uh, you know, Lukaku's coming back. That's another iffy thing. But opening thoughts for just this match in general, and then how much. I guess we should probably wait. Uh, I guess everyone should probably wait before actually betting this match to see who Chelsea starts, right? Yeah, totally agree. Much like some of these teams this week, uh, we're playing a little hurt on a, on a short schedule here, trying to figure out who's going to start. And as you mentioned for our, our listeners, definitely double check back because team news is going to come out tomorrow morning. And, and for some of these teams that are playing on Sunday, it might even come out Saturday as well. Uh, as far as this match goes, Chelsea in great form. You know, it seems like they can't do anything wrong as of late. Uh, unbeaten in at least their last five. I don't think West Ham, they're on a bit of a skid. They got that big 3-2 win over Liverpool four games ago. And in the past three games, they've lost twice and then um, drew their most recent time. I believe that was against Brighton on that 1-1. So I still think Chelsea are definitely um, obviously favored here. But if we were going to get into it, I think uh, West Ham draw no bet is uh, – Plus two thirty-five. They're playing at home. It's uh, I don't, what is this? The I guess not North West London. I don't know my London very well, but um, I think West Ham or uh, well Chelsea or North London. Okay, uh, it's somewhere. But either way, a, a nice uh, East a rivalry game in East London. Okay, so yeah. a bit of a rivalry game here in West Ham playing at home. So there's there's something to consider there. Uh, the Chelsea odds don't really give you enough to to be like okay like i mean plus 125 is right on that cusp but uh, if i was going to go somewhere here i think the the west ham draw no bet at plus 230 plus 235 or something to consider um the chelsea lineup as you mentioned is kind of like up in flux at least their wing backs we have no idea who they're going to play there so west ham have been this seems like a, a match that where david Moyes' tactics could really come into play that they're always like really well organized in the back and they can kind of play quickly um, on the counterattack, especially with Antonio going forward. So I kind of like that West Ham to win this one playing at home. Yeah, I originally was on that. So West Ham must have been, what, Wednesday? So so yesterday they were, from what I saw, they were plus 425 to win, and then that dropped down this morning to plus 380. So that's a good sign in terms of West Ham. I think that was a lot to do with uh, just how Chelsea looked against Watford. But again, probably wait because 
just Chelsea with like if they they're not going to start Saul again in the midfield. That's pretty clear just because of how he's looked in his two starts. But they they just didn't look like the same team with Saul and Ruben Loftus Cheek in the midfield. Like that's a significant downgrade from. Uh, Jorginho and Conte, even Kovacic is out too. So I think uh, Jorginho will at least come back. So that's a boost. But I, again, I was on West Ham and then I looked at last season's results. It was 1 0 and 3 0. So I'm kind of, so that kind of swayed me back a little bit. Um, yeah. I, again, I did like the over two and a half too, but. Just looking at that result and thinking, well, uh, West Ham, like they, I think they'll beat up. They beat up on lower teams, but then they're not a given to you know score against the better defenses in the league. So, yeah. kind of tentative overall, I guess. Yeah, still missing. I mean, Ogbonna's out for the season. Missing Cresswell is questionable for the match. So they're still mm-hmm. playing Craig Dawson at center back, who's like he's okay. So I, I, I could see that. If Lukaku does start, he could be quite a handful handful for them. As a quick sidebar here, I know this is a betting podcast, but what like on the topic of Saul, when is the who's the last player from Atletico to move out of Atletico and really perform well? Like I'm just thinking back, like Thomas Partey has been okay for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um Griezmann at Barcelona was kind of a disaster. Saul has been like unplayable almost. I mean, it's been like for, Fernando Torres, like how many players leave Atletico are really like play up to that level. So yeah, it's yeah. just a re- weird thing I was thinking about when you were saying Solo has been quite poor, but yeah, I I'm just to summarize, I'm definitely still on West Ham draw no bet to win. I think they can get it done against Chelsea. Yeah. The thing with, uh, actually not the thing, but they do have Kurt Zuma in here. He is a former Chelsea defender. They got him at the beginning of the season. And like you said, when Zuma and Ogbano were together, like they were, they were in a pretty good run, run at least defensively. And that, and then yeah, Craig Dawson's in there, so they've kind of fallen off a little bit. And maybe you know the uh, Europa League's kind of, kind of wearing some guys down. So I, I wonder if they do rotate a little bit. Like guys like Lanzini has been getting some minutes, and uh, they got Vlasic. I don't know if he's going to play, but another thing just to you know keep a lot, keep an eye on the starting 11s. Um, even like, even if you're comparing like Aspilicueta at wingback compared to Reese James, like that's, that's a completely different player. Reese James just, you know, he gets up the field so much. He's, it's, I mean, yeah, he's definitely a better attacking player than Aspilicueta who's more defensive. And I think that kind of changes everything overall of how they look. And then you got the Chilwell injury there. So there's just a lot of differences in Chelsea's, the lineup than you know what we've seen from the past month of you know what they're cruising like with their lineup when they won four nil against Juventus like they're they're a little bit different than than what they've been looking like so that's that's probably why the odds went change on this one uh, just in terms of how they looked against Watford but next match yeah. Leeds against Brentford Leeds are home and I guess this is a Sunday match so. Um, I was trying to look up, you know, the history between these teams because, you know, they were in the championship for a good amount of time together, but I didn't see any true advantages. But Leeds home, minus 110. Brentford are plus 300 to win. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 110, under two and a half goals at minus 110. So it's even. Um, the sports books, you know, 
are basically taking your money with those with those <laughs> minus 110 odds there you can't yeah. that's just how it is they're just t- taking the money off the top there but uh i think my first lean here is leads how, how do you feel about this match yeah i agree leads has been leads have been a lot better um i mean for a while there they were so banged up where it was like we had no idea who was going to start and it sounds like they might get a couple guys back here relatively soon at least some important players and as we mentioned in the first match we're going to check back and see what happens with patrick bamford and luke Ayling. but uh, if any of those guys can return i definitely feel even better about them um they have they played well enough to get a few draws in their last like five six matches and they did um play well enough against uh, Crystal Palace on Tuesday to get a one nil win prior to that nil nil draw against Brighton. So there, I actually like where Leeds are headed right now. And I Brentford are kind of going the other way here. So I definitely, the minus one ten is like you said, kind of a black hole, but uh, I, I just don't see, I don't think Brentford have like been playing well enough and, and Leeds are kind of on the rise. They're going opposite direction. So I definitely lean Leeds here. Yeah. Uh, so my, my midweek article here, I, I kind of, maybe I sped through it too fast because I, I took Brentford plus one, and then before the match, I was just looking at numbers, and I was like, this is not a good bet. And then it, they were completely dominated by Tottenham. So just looking at Lee, or Brentford's results here, last three away from home, they got that 2-0 loss at Tottenham today. They were 3-3 at Newcastle, that just up-and-down match against them, which was Eddie Howe's first match. And then before that, they lost 3-1 against Burnley. And then even if you're just looking at home matches – so maybe I, I thought they were starting to turn things around. Uh, they beat Everton, but maybe that was just because Everton is not good. Um, so if you look before be that Everton match, they <laughs> lost their they lost their previous three home matches. So Brentford just aren't playing well. I don't think Leeds are actually playing that well, but they've been better. They've gotten points from what four of their last five here. So that's a positive. And if, if you're getting some guys back, I think. While they may not start, Bamford and Ailing should be in the team at least on Sunday. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a definite. What Leeds played Tuesday, so yeah, they'll get a few more days. Um, Bamford went. I think I mentioned this on the on the last yeah. podcast. Bamford went ninety on Monday with the U twenty threes, and Ailing went forty five. So like Bamford has you know another four or so days of training, like there's a chance that he's in the starting 11 again. So if that's the case, that's a definite uh, upgrade for Leeds. And like minus 110 to win is is pretty good. I would not I, – I just can't get a read on the over-unders for, for Leeds matches right now. So I'd probably stay away from that one, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough for – I mean, definitely Bamford playing 90 on Monday and then training – Good for him. Sounds like he's getting healthy, but uh, I think it's going to be tough for him to start regardless. He's missed. He's been out for, what is that, like 10 matches almost. So, yeah, he's been out since mid-September. So I think to see him in the starting 11 is going to be pretty tough for him to make that turnaround, having not shown up as a substitute quite yet. So I think think we see him in the match day squad. I just think it it probably comes as a substitute later in the match. Um, Apart from from Patrick Bamford, I think Rafinha – you know, he's obviously their best player. And uh, if we're going to, th- if we're thinking about Leeds winning, most of their goals this season have come from Rafina, and he is plus 140 anytime goal scoring odds. So if you're into that, I have a weird fixa- fixation with anytime goal scoring odds. I like to try to predict who's going to put it in the back of the net. And I think, you know, the the player with the best odds is Rafina at plus 140. 
Yeah. Uh, if, so if this was like a match that was last season, like I'd be like, yeah, go over four and a half, five and a half goals. But just in terms of leads have been playing, like I think Bielsa has kind of changed a few tactics here and there just because of the different players in his team. He's, it seems like they're just playing a little more defensive. Like they're still trying to keep the ball a lot, move around and everything, but they're just not, their matches just aren't the same as they were last season. And that, I think that's the main reason why, you know, we're getting these lower scoring games than, than what we saw last season. I mean, earlier this season, I, I know you were on a couple leads overs, but like there's been yeah. one goal in their last two matches. Like they lost two, one at Tottenham. Leicester even was one, one, like they aren't, they aren't even scoring more than, than uh, one goal very often. And then, I don't even think they've allowed more than two goals, maybe outside of like a Liverpool match here. Like they haven't allowed more than two goals this season. Uh, well, I guess in the opener, they they did lose to Manchester United 5-1. But otherwise, like they've been keeping teams pretty, pretty much in check, even though they've had these injuries. So I guess I'd lean the under, but it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> just because yeah. just because we have this Leeds history that that we're kind of that's kind of still in our heads. So, but I mean, it's, this looks like a, like another one nil, two nil match for Leeds in, in reality from, from what, from what I'm looking at here, but it just doesn't feel right. I tend to agree with you too. I think I'd take the under on this as well. All right. So the next match here, Aston Villa home against Leicester, Aston Villa plus one forty, Leicester plus two Oh five. And over two and a half goals, minus one sixteen, under minus one oh four. Again, bookmakers taking some money off the top here, but <laughs> this is another pretty I mean, this is more even, I guess, in terms of the odds on the other one we were just talking about, but this is a pretty even match here. Steven Gerrard got his first loss, but I think the thing with that was uh they, they played Manchester City pretty well, like they weren't they, they gave up I think those two goals were in the first half, but yeah. I mean overall I think Manchester City's expected goal total was just above one, which is which is good. Like they're probably usually above two. So Yeah, that, that Bernardo Silva goal was like such a great goal. Just the one time volley uh, on a little chip chipped uh, cross there. But they, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a that was a good game. I mean, Villa played pretty well. I, I don't think anyone expected them to win that necessarily. And but yeah, I, yeah this maybe, is a really fun. This is maybe the most fun game to watch on the slate, in my opinion. Yeah, if you look at those, uh, if anyone saw the highlights, of those two Manchester City goals. So one of them was Ruben Diaz from I don't know twenty five yards out with yeah, was it his left foot? I don't know, but yeah. So Ruben Diaz, a center back, scored, <laughs> and then. You know, Bernardo Silva had that incredible volley. So those are the two goals that gave it to Manchester City. And the question is, how efficient are Leicester City, Jamie Vardy, James Madison, how efficient are they going to be if they're not getting a ton of opportunities, as, you know, they have been the last couple matches? Um, that's I think that's the thing with these Steven Jarrett teams. They're not giving up, you know, these quality looks. They held those uh, less two matches before that, you know, they held Brighton scoreless, gave up one late one to Crystal Palace, but overall, like they've been, they're not, they don't have possession, but they're sitting back enough and not, they're just not allowing, you know, guys to be wide open in the box. And that's seems like 
the route that Steven Gerrard wants to take. He doesn't want to give up the stupid goals. Is is what I'm is what I'm seeing here from these for these uh, last three matches. Like they don't want to allow what uh, what happened to Arsenal today. Like Arsenal just let uh, Ronaldo open uh, wide open in the box on one of those goals, and just like the simple crosses to guys who are wide open in the box. It seems like Aston Villa aren't allowing those, and I think that's. I think that's a, uh, an edge in this one, and I I do like Aston Villa at home here, plus one forty. Yeah, and his previously previous stint at Rangers, like they were the best defensive side, that best defensive side in um, the Scottish Premier League, where like they let up like nine goals in like thirty eight matches. So I think he's kind of bringing that style a little bit over to Aston Villa, only conceding two goals in his first three games in charge. They've been better. That said. Both these teams rank in the bottom half and goals allowed here. Kind of looking back to the uh, the over at minus 120 at two and a half. In my opinion, you know, I, I would take the over at minus 120 on two and a half. Um, three and a half is a bit much at 215. But just given the fact that Leicester have conceded, I think they've conceded 25 goals in 14 games. Aston Villa a little bit better recently, 23 goals in 14 games. So both both sides, have, they've been involved in some games that have had quite a few goals. So I think I would take the over here based on the fact that like both teams, not particularly good defensively over the span of these 14 games have been played. Yeah, I think I'm complete opposite of you on this match here. I actually like, I like the under. It's kind of going against just what's actually happened with Leicester. Like they're allowing these goals. Like they don't have Telemans in their midfield, and that's kind of, you know, it's not, it's not really working out between the center backs and and the defensive midfielders right now. They've allowed four in their last two. I, I just think the way that Villa play is going to be, it's it's just different than what you know what what Watford and Southampton have presented. I think it's just it's going to change things up. I think it's just going to make it a little harder for, for Lester to get those, those good looks and get those goals. And, you know, this like yours taking the over, I think does make more sense. Um, like this could be another two, two match, but I'm just basing this off of the last three games that Villa have played, how they've looked under Gerard. I'm just, I'm just thinking they just kind of want to keep things, you know, a little slower, a little, you know, just a little closer, tight to the chest, kind of thing, and they don't want to give up too many goals. And I'm that's kind of what I'm looking at there for the under, and if anything, Aston Villa to win. Yeah, fair. So Adam and I are different here on Aston Villa and the Leicester City match in terms of the uh, the over under here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, is it too early to get into my best bet? Considering this is, a, or I guess I'm on a little bit on a different best bet, but. Um, I think we're, we're we kind of differ on this match a little bit. I like uh, I like Leicester and to win it at least in my mind. Uh, they're at plus two hundred five, so I would take the over and over at uh, over two and a half goals at minus at minus one twenty, and then Leicester to win this one. This will be um, three straight weeks of trying to get hit plus two hundred odds here. I think I did Villa a couple weeks ago. I did Norwich as a recommendation last match, and I like Leicester City at plus two hundred five to win this one, and then that two and a half goals over. I mean, taking Leicester probably makes more sense, but just these uh, these home teams that have been winning is just kind of in the back of my mind. So I'm just I was looking at recent results here, so. So this past game week, game week 14, the only teams to win 
away from home were Chelsea, Manchester City, and Liverpool. So, you know, top three teams in the league. Uh, before that, the only team to win uh, away from home, uh, conveniently, was Aston Villa. And before that, the only team to do so was Chelsea. So I'm just I'm just looking at all these recent results, and it's like maybe you'll have something that that sticks out, like a, a random you know Villa they won at Crystal Palace, but otherwise, you know it's the top three teams winning away from home and other and it. And for the rest, it's kind of, well, draw or, or lose is kind of what it seems like. These teams, uh, you know, they got fan, they got full fans in the stadium this season. And we have, I mean, we haven't talked about that since the start of the year, but I think it's it's starting to show up a little bit here. And now you're getting into holiday season, tired legs. I, I wonder if, you know, starting to just focus on, on home teams might be the way to go. Maybe it won't be, but uh, just something to, to consider here as we, we move ahead yeah. in the next couple of weeks. That's a pretty big sample size. I mean, was that 30 games? Five five away teams have won in those 30 games. So, I mean, definitely something to consider when I when I say plus 205 odds for Leicester City. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm still going to stick with them. Just think they can get it done over Aston Villa. But, yeah, that's a that's an important side to think about if you're looking into taking any other away teams. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so best bet time. And I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to overthink this. You know, I had, I had to stretch it out or whatever I did before the last one. And obviously that did not work. So I'm just going to take it real simple. I, I could have gone a lot of different ways here, but I'm just going Liverpool minus one and a half over Wolverhampton. Speaking of, you know, teams to win away, Liverpool just won 4-1 at Everton. Liverpool have won their last four matches by at least two goals. That includes uh, 2-0 against Porto. And I know you're not going to disagree with me on this one. So (laughs) what's that supposed to mean? I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah. So I actually also like Liverpool to to win in a shutout. uh, But I decided just before the show just to not get screwed at a possible what happened in the Everton game, not get screwed on a random goal from Raul Jimenez or something like that or Adama Traore off a counter i'm just gonna take you know liverpool get two three four goals win by two and we'll call the day we're gonna end this losing streak so there's zero chance this bet's gonna lose 
Zero, zero chance. Zero chance. I love that. Okay. Noteworthy in this in this too is uh, the Liverpool over three and a half goals is plus one seventy. I think a couple games ago we there was a bet somewhere along the lines of like Liverpool under three and a half or, or under two that and a half. That never happened. That did not happen. <laughs> there was there's one. I'm not going to name who who put this bet forth, but I think it was Liverpool under two and a half games. And I believe now in their last nine Premier League games, they have hit over the goal totals in each game has been over three and a half goals, which is which is pretty insane. But uh, this one's over three and a half goals is plus one seventy two. Uh, so something to consider if you if you're into that. Um, yeah, I, I won't disagree with that. But I think I mean as we've seen, there's it's a three horse race up top, and I think all three of those teams, if they were in this in this position, um, would would beat Wolves and one and a half can't go the wrong downside. There. The downside here is that it's a short week and, you know, uh, when is this match Tuesday or sorry, Saturday or Sunday, we're, <laughs> we're looking at lineups and all of a sudden, oh, Mina Mino's in, Oxlade Chamberlain's in, Origi's in, and it's like, uh, okay, well, minus one and a half, let's go. So I'm taking Wolves if Divock Origi is in the starting line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- that's just a situation here. Like, I'm not going to take this bet right now. Uh, like if we see a different starting 11, like I probably won't take the bet, but if it's, you know, the usual Liverpool lineup, what they've been, what they've been putting out there and dominating these games, like, yeah, uh, the odds probably won't change up until then. So, uh, it's about what I say, plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. So decent, right. Uh, keep that, keep that in mind and hope they don't have a huge, uh, squad rotation there. Yeah. Oh, good call. Uh, for my best bet, I'm going to go Arsenal. They're playing Everton. I just watched 90 minutes of Everton Football Club and was relatively unimpressed. Pretty tough given the opposition, but uh, let's look back a little bit further. They're winless in their last six matches. The, the last time they were not beaten was against Manchester United, where they lost 1-1. That was back on October 2nd, so we're now into December. Everton playing quite poorly in Funny, there. I don't know if anyone caught the uh, the post game match or match game, post post match interview of Rafa Benitez, but uh, the the journalist went kind of hard, and he's like, you know, what's what's going wrong? What's going wrong here? Is it is it on you? Is it on the players? And like Rafa was just having none of it. He was like, no, we have we have good players here. Everything's on me. You know, basically, like we're gonna get it figured out. I just totally disagree. I think Arsenal here. They're plus one fifteen odds. They are actually it's just another road road team that I'm picking. Yeah, um, it is. But Arsenal just are way better. Everton are so poor lately. So I, I just don't think that there's any – I'm don't. i not going to go zero odds, but uh, maybe like 30% odds Arsenal pull this one – or Everton pull this one out. I just think uh, plus 115 to a team that's got better quality, playing better. Um, I just like that there. And so, yeah, that, that'll take us into Monday. So we kind of cross off all of our T's here. But, uh, yeah, Arsenal plus 115 in my best bet. I will note um, what – three one and one in my last five weeks are my best bets here so do you feel like that gives you any sort of confidence to take arsenal plus 115 no i do like it uh i have it in my article that will be posted at some point in the next i don't know 24 hours so and i mean you didn't read it beforehand so we're both on the arsenal the win and just speaking of you know these away teams on the road kind of thing uh so Arsenal's last two, Manchester United today, and then the Liverpool match. 
it's kind of hard to compare those games with uh, Everton. So I don't think there's, you know, there's much to put into those two losses for, for Arsenal. But if you're looking before that, Arsenal didn't allow a goal in their previous three away matches, and they won two of those, uh, 2-0 at Leicester and then 1-0 at Brighton or at Burnley. So those numbers definitely look good for you overall. Everton, uh, I don't know. Maybe they're they're going to turn around at some point, but until they turn around, like you might as well keep betting against them because they just don't look very good. And like Rafa Benitez, his – his genius idea last match. So they're starting Richarlison as the front forward, their central striker. And since that wasn't working, cause he was basically doing nothing. They were like, okay, let's, let's put Rondon back there. And then we'll have Richarlison back in his usual role where he plays with uh, Calvert Lewin. It's like, well, Rondon's not Calvert Lewin. So that's probably not going to work. And it didn't work. And overall it's just not working. Like, even with the Corey and, and Allen, I mean, I guess they've been dealing with injuries, so maybe they're not 100%. Yeah, I don't know. They started the season so well, so it's kind of weird that they're just, you know, they've fallen off a cliff here. But maybe once they get DCL back, they'll turn things around. But until then, like, there's no reason to bet on them. Yeah, I think that, I think they definitely see a way better run a forum once they get DCL back because they, they've had some trouble scoring goals. So, yeah, uh, let's – Moral of this story is stay away from Everton until they, they start to play better. One yeah. one thing that I missed quickly that we've gone over pretty much the last like 10 weeks is Mo Salah. The man's in insane form. 13 goals, 8 matches through 14 Premier League games. Uh, his goal scoring odds here are minus 110. So decent odds there to, uh, to return a little bit of money. But uh, if you want a little bit better odds... Liverpool are playing well enough to take this uh, solid to score and Liverpool to win is plus 110. So as I mentioned, we've been going through that in pretty much every single podcast just because the guy is just playing out of his mind. So just uh, just kind of what's been an easy layup if you've t- been taking those last few weeks. Yeah, so he had that small dry run a little bit, but he scored in three of his last four. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> like if you take if you would have started the season with this bet, you would be. Um, let me put yeah. this together here. So it's been 19 matches, and he scored in all but five of them. That includes Champions League. So he scored a goal in 14 of 15 matches, and most of those you're getting plus odds on them. So, <laughs> like, yeah, and it, it, it's pretty great. Scoring to win, too. You know, you're getting even better odds there, too. So, yeah. I mean, looking back in the crystal ball, kind of wish I would have done that every game. But, uh, yeah, just a good one to consider going into the week in in what should be a, a winnable match for them. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris has got some uh, fajitas going. It's dinner time. The rice is on. And we don't want to dry, have that dry up on the stove. So uh, that's all we got <laughs> for game game week 15 here. But, uh, yeah, you got anything, you gotta, unless you have no more bets here, you take the over-under mm-hmm. of – uh, how many rice uh, things of rice are, are burnt on the bottom of the pan or no, we're, we're good. I actually just, okay. I set the timer on the, the phone here before we hopped on doing whole grain rice, not the jazz, you know, doing going a little healthier than the Jasmine rice right now. So that takes 45 minutes on a simmer. So, you know, I put that on right before we started, we started uh, cooking up the heat here on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so we should be good. I think the rice is going to be al, al dente. 
Okay, so last week I said <laughs> last week I said smoking birds and wagers, but it might be just like cooking and wagers. I don't know. It's, we have like a two minute portion of like cooking, how to cook. You know, some recommendations here. So um, I guess we're, we're on gonna the continue for our fans. I don't know. Yeah, this week is steaming rice and wagers. Steaming rice and wagers. All right, that's it for game week 15. I am Adam Zadroik. He is Chris Owen. I'm at Roto Zadroik. You can find him at chron 8 That's on Twitter. Again, rotowire.com to find all of your betting information or DFS or any kind of information. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or in podcast form. Again, thanks to Soul Rare. And that is it for the show. Um, I just want to, I forgot what my best bet was. Okay, here we go. Liverpool minus one and a half plus 120 plus 120. Chris is Arsenal to win plus 115. Got a couple nice best bets at plus odds. So let's have a good weekend then. Huh? Thanks Adam.